through the booth. This is your host, Brandon, with his co-host, the co-host, Taylor. Why don't you grab someone real tight, snuggle on this Thanksgiving Eve, and make sure you watch some football. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> oh, Taylor's acting like he froze, but we see his eyes moving. <laughs> I hope the viewers are as terrified as I am. <laughs> oh, I've always wanted to do that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you never heard like those like, you know, turn on like the uh, R&B kind of like stations on late at night, and it's like, hey, all you cool cat and kittens. Make sure you grab some, you know, kind of like that. So you're, you're, that so you're talking about like this. <clears throat> Welcome to 97.8, The Booth, with Brandon and Taylor. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little, little jazz intro. Yeah, nice, nice little sensual. Yeah. You made it creepy, though, man. You, you, went, you went a little, a little creepy on there, I'm not going to lie. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Well, a little weird. Yeah, see, you, somebody in the comments, Aaron, she said, why? why? Yeah, why? why? That's a good question. Why? Well, uh, I could end up in well, jail. Well, we know now. We know just now. like Michigan State's, uh, well, they have seven players. One's facing a felony charge. Uh, yep. Just saw that. That's a way to ruin your career, man, yeah. <laughs> over a football game. Yeah, I mean, rivalries are fun, and yeah. I get it, it gets the blood pumping, but that was ridiculous. Yeah. That's your whole career right there. <laughs> hey, but, you know, you're in the moment. Sometimes you can't control what you do. Now they're going to pay for it. So. Yeah. It is what it is, I guess. I mean, the guy who got a tax probably going to get a nice little settlement, but. I doubt it. No. Who knows? All right. So, did you see the new college football? Well, not new. Like, technically, it's still the same top four. The, uh, yeah, Georgia. Ohio State, Michigan, then TCU. Although LSU popped up to number five with Tennessee losing, and then uh, USC at six, Bama at seven, and Clemson at eight. That is your topic. Yep, I did see that. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you saw that. What what's <laughs> what's your what's your opinions on that top the top four there? We'll do we'll start with the top four before we break into the. Into I think the top four is perfect. I don't think TCU is above Michigan, Ohio, or Georgia. And I think uh, Michigan and Ohio State's perfectly placed. Georgia has yet to lose. I don't think they should be I think be Georgia is, like, no matter what, even, like, unless they lose the LSU in the, the SEC championship game, I think Georgia is slated at one no matter what. Yeah, agreed. I don't think they're moving. Yeah, they're, and they should. Uh, I think uh, the way that they have it's perfect. I think TCU at fours. A good spot because we talked about like, it. Like, yeah, on like, line, you, like you said, they're <laughs> right there. Like it is. I mean, they're walking a tight, tight rope right now, and I'm I'm kind of surprised they're in the top four right now after the past week. Uh, but I mean, Michigan also had a close game. It was a very uh, weak week for football. Yeah, I saw there was, was a lot of was. you know high teams that were in close games. <sighs> <laughs> so yeah I, th I think it's good um yeah i like the top four yeah yeah do you like this hoodie look at that yeah i do like the way. hoodie look at i that. do like that the booth the booth it's beautiful it's clean yeah who made that 
my lovely Let's give a shout out. My, shout out to my lovely wife. She's reading right now. But if you'd like your own booth attire, hit her up. Or anything else. Or anything else. If you want something that says ban the booth, go ahead. She'll yeah. make it. Hopefully she doesn't, but she yeah. will. If you want that 97.3 smooth, you know. 97.3. The booth. The booth. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, again, TCU is walking that fine line. Uh, to be honest, I think it should be USC over LSU. Uh, oh, absolutely. LS, LSU's got, listen, I'm SEC all the way, but there's got to be some bias because USC has one loss, and they just came off beating a uh, good UCLA team, and then, you know, LSU just beat UAB. You know, it's just, I just... And I don't see it. Caleb Williams is in the Heisman uh, race right now. Yeah. But couple of the uh, predictions I saw that he's going to be like maybe the number two guy going to go going to, against like CJ Stroud. Uh, I know Hinden Hooker dropped out now, but Hooker uh, got hurt. Yeah, so he's not going to. I don't think he's going to win Heisman now. Unfortunately, injuries kind of same with Blake Corum, the running back from Michigan. He's out. Hurt his yeah. leg. So I, I'm surprised that uh, they're at number six. I, I would have put him at five. Uh, I also noticed that, so they have Alabama at seven. I feel like this is the committee's way of pushing Alabama into a spot where they could potentially make the top four. Oh, always. Uh, it's, they're, it's, the, the committee always favors Bama. All right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird to them. It's like, it's it's like crack. They're like, oh, Bama's not in top four? What? Oh, how can we help? We've got to change something. Do I get something to look. What's going on. They'll make it to five. And then whenever they're doing like their final uh, voting and everything, they'll bump TCU out of it somehow and still put Alabama in, yeah. guaranteed. No, we're gonna wake they, up tomorrow they, 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 and or after Saturday, and all of a sudden Bama's gonna be number one. I'm be like, what? No. <laughs> I think they did that to Ohio State a couple of years ago. They were the number four, and somebody was number five below them, and they, they didn't even put. Yeah, they didn't even put Ohio State into the championship playoffs yeah. or games or whatever. As, uh, what is the point of this list, though, if the final decision, you can push the five in? I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, I think well, TC, if, if TCU wins out, you have to put them top four, right? They'll be undefeated. You, you can go off strength the schedule, but they've beaten some pretty solid teams this year. I think you're taking out. But if, so if TCU wins out... It would have to be either it would be either Michigan or Ohio State because they play each other Saturday. I I even but I, I don't think, know. I, but I would not put LSU there. I'd put USC in that spot. If I cannot see. So even if Michigan or Ohio State loses, I know that one of them is going to. Of course, yeah. I can't see either of them bumping out of the top four, or being replaced by LSU. Who has this two is so. This is why I can see if Michigan loses, bumping out of the top four because they lost practically <clears> their <throat> offense. They lost Blake Corum, um, Blake Corum, who was the leading rusher at over a thousand yards rushing. Uh, he pretty much was that offense. JJ McCarthy's been playing pretty decent this year. Uh, Ronnie Don't forget Bell, about CJ Stokes. Yeah, um, Ronnie Bell has 640 yards. He's a leading receiver for Michigan. I just with. I mean, they have they have a good you know like you said he Stokes uh, they have a good offense, but I think USC with Quorum out could potentially beat them head to head. 
So I think that if Michigan now if I how now this is where I say if Michigan loses, they're out. USC needs to take their spot. But if Ohio State loses, and this is gonna be a double standard, but if Ohio State loses, they're still top four. It would just flip flop. I think it would go Uga, Michigan, Ohio State, then TCU. But if Michigan loses, I would replace them with USC. Uh, I still, I, TCU's at four. I think TCU is locked at four as long as they went out. I don't think they can move up. I just don't see it. Uh, I think if USC wins out, and again, t- Michigan takes the L, that's who I would put in that top four. Um, but I know LSU is technically next in the line. I wouldn't put LSU because they have two losses. And that yeah, makes no, no sense. I don't think anybody in the top four, unless everyone in the top four has two losses, there should not be a two-loss team in the top no, four. No, not at all. I can understand a one-loss team, like you got slated one game. Yeah. But, I mean, USC's being a good Utah team, a good UC. they coming off a good UCLA team. And, so, and, and could we, honestly, can we see LSU beating Michigan, Ohio State, or Georgia? JT, realistically. JT Daniels on a, on like is a, a transfer from Arizona State. He's been playing really good. But right. on like, a, like the most level playing field where both teams play their best football. Yeah, if it's not in Death Valley, I think that <laughs> yeah. Michigan wins. Yeah, it, I think that Death Valley and LSU, like their stadium, is just so much home. Like, you know, it's like the Swamp or Neyline Stadium for Tennessee or Michigan Stadium. There's so much uh, home field advantage in that. That if it's on a neutral site, yes, I would go with Michigan. Yeah. All right, I'm interested to see how it plays out because the main thing I want to watch is Alabama. I want to see what they're doing with that. Cause well, Clemson getting slided just... with Bama just being behind Bama. They've only got one loss and they're behind Bama. Although I they will... deserve to be where they're yes. at. <laughs> I will say that one's a little that one's a little different because Bama is a better, clearly a better team than Clemson, yes. even though they took two L's. Because yeah, but you also have to see who beat Alabama. Like you have number five right now in the LSU. playoff rankings, LSU, and then yeah. you had Tennessee, who was in the top four. I believe was at number two. They're at like number the twelve time. or something like that, right? Yeah, now. they're at uh, ten. Ten, I believe. Yeah, in the playoff rankings, on AP poll, I don't even look at the AP poll anymore. No, it's just it's all about college football playoff ranking now. At this point, uh, yeah. But they're at ten. So I mean, they they have two, as it sits. Right now, two top ten teams. Yeah, and Clemson's. I mean, Clemson's highest win was against at the time number ten NC State, which number. Yeah. And NC they're State's not even ranked college. anymore. Yeah, they're not even ranked. So, yeah. uh, I mean, they just beat Miami, but Miami's not even a bowl eligible. You know, I don't know, slight to Miami. Actually, hundred percent. I threw that in there just to yeah, slight that's... Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really need to bring you know that up, but I wanted to make yeah, sure you brought doing. that up. But um, I put that tweet out today. Um, they put a whole <laughs> list of like. Teams that are bowl eligible, and I said, "Hmm, where's where's Miami?" <laughs> no, I go. Something. Sometimes I just think about you, and I put like the you up. <laughs> oh man, good. Oklahoma's yeah. not bowl eligible. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, they are. so it's a win on the season after everything that happened. Take it, take it. But yeah, so I, I just think uh, Bama is better than Clemson, but I don't think Bama's better than USC or L- obviously not LSU because LSU won. I just I would just the only thing I would switch is USC and LSU and I put USC in there if Michigan loses again because without uh, Quorum at running back I know they have good depth there at running back but he's so dynamic um, in that running game 
that it's going to put more pressure on McCarthy, and I don't know if we've seen enough from McCarthy to go, okay, this is a big game. Can he put... Now, if he beats Ohio State, then yes, obviously. But they're still yeah. going to be top four. But that's why but, I, I mean, say... If, if you watch that game from last week, their passing game was just wasn't there whatsoever. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why I said... Now, and I know people... I know Michigan fans are like, well, if we beat Ohio State, they should fall out. You know, double standards or whatever. No, all right? <laughs> no. They did not. No. Ohio State does have a little drama going on with uh, Trayvon Henderson getting benched. Uh, Trayvon Henderson getting benched. or at one point leading rusher uh, for, I don't know what grade he is. Um, <clears throat> but Williams. Williams has 783 yard, uh, rushing yards. Henderson has 571. So, I mean, it's kind of like that Junkins and Zach Evans down there at Ole Miss where Zach Evans is the starter and Evans gets, not benched, but takes a lesser role because the freshman Junkins over there, down there at Ole Miss is just electric. He's got 1,000 yards yeah. on the season. Uh, Evans is electric himself, but you, know, you play, you're supposed to play. Lane Kiffin's always played his best players regardless of age. So, But, uh, yeah, so I just – I would, again – for anyone out there listening, USC, and at, at the start of the season, I would not have put USC this high, just because no. it's one, it's year one under Lincoln. I know Lincoln's a good coach, and he took all of uh, Oklahoma. We're basically this is the uh, the Oklahoma Trojans trying to get yeah. into the top four. So, so. this is this is OU right here. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor's crying. He's like, this could be us. Yeah. This could be me. I most people I know most Oklahoma fans would probably be are actually probably like salty about it and you know upset and pissed off whatever mm. it is what it is i mean at this point we gotta let it go yeah uh especially because of the kids that are playing there i mean caleb williams came in and played at, at, when he was a backup quarterback came in and started for us gave us everything he could he's great man played he's in our bowl game right now yeah. he's, he's awesome he's I, I that's the one thing that i'm i hate is that he left uh i, I wish he would have stayed because uh, he is dynamic. Twenty twenty four. Draft class. I think so. If it came down to let's say C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams for the Heisman Trophy, I think Caleb Williams could pull it off based on the weapons he has compared to the weapons that C.J. Stroud has. Because if you look at C.J. Stroud, that dude has got every single weapon you could got, possibly imagine. C.J. Stroud's like a a tool man going into Lowe's and getting a in, infinite card of money and just going, Hey, yep. get what you want. <laughs> yep. So that that's the difference for me is who has more weapons. CJ Stroud does. Now, now if Caleb you're going Williams off the strength of schedule, now. true, but not on the same level as Ohio state. Ohio state has the best wide receivers. No, that's out Caleb, there right Mar- now. Marvin that, Harrison just... Jr. has got a thousand yards and 11 touchdowns. <laughs> And uh, I'm gonna mess up. I'm just gonna say Ibaka. I know it's not his last name. Ibaka, Ibu, whatever. Ibaka has. <laughs> he was hurt for majority of the season. He still has 700 receiving yards and uh, eight touchdowns, and he's gonna be a first round pick. So, no, I see. You, I see you there. There you go. Something like that. Nagabuka. I apologize for butchering his name. I don't. Okay. Well, this is your guy. <laughs> he's like. I don't. Looks I'm not going to apologize for being uneducated. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we butchered it. 
Oh, but, yeah, no, I just I think that Caleb Williams in the class of 2024 draft is going to be the number one pick. Uh, I think Stroud's going to be the number one pick this year. Uh, him or Bryce Young. Uh, I like Stroud to the Texans, but I think that would be a nice fit. But I just, <laughs> as far as this college football playoffs, man, I just I don't see how you can put a two-loss team in the top five. Yeah, I, just I don't see it. It just makes zero sense. Like, I get LSU's dynamic. I'm not taking away from LSU and the season that Brian Kelly and company has, has put out. But, again, two losses to one, and then I just don't. I think USC beats LSU. So do. Oh, agreed. <sighs> but we'll, I mean, we'll see. I know there's a bunch of stuff that they uh, consider outside of losses and strength of schedule. They do, like... <clears throat> It, let's say your coach quits or you yeah. know, retires like today or something. They take that into consideration. Uh, what players are available with That'd injuries crazy, or huh? anything like that. that. That's what they take into effect is all that. They, I mean, they do like a whole slate. <clears throat> well, that's what they did with Notre Dame last year. Yeah. Did he leave midseason? Yeah. Well, he left after the last game and then uh, their oh, now the head coach. Yeah. yeah, their now head coach was one who uh, – Coached over. in the game. He's turned up pro. He started off slow, but he's turned. He started off terrible. Yeah. But Notre Dame's kind of turned it around. I still will not consider them a true college football team until they join a freaking conference. <laughs> One of the stipulations to get into the college football playoffs is you have to win a conference championship. championship yeah. Be in one. <laughs> who, like, who How is Notre Dame in there? They should just join up with Ohio State and Michigan State. Uh, Michigan. They should just join up into the Big Twelve because I guarantee they would slaughter everyone. <laughs> Talk well, about winning championships why, the, year after year. The reason why I say like you know the Big Ten with Ohio State and Michigan is because that's I mean, Penn State has played seven and four this year. They played all right, but the Big Ten I think it's the West. The best team is seven and four. So you put them in yeah. the West. At least that's a team that can challenge Michigan. Because at this point, you might as well just make it Michigan versus the, versus Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Because, like, think about it. <laughs> One of those two teams is not going to be in the Big Ten, Big Ten championship game because they're in the same division in their conference, which is wild. So, to me, like, I like how what the SEC is going to do uh, speaking of conferences, uh, when Ohio or Ohio State, Oklahoma and Texas join up on the SEC, they're just gonna make it just the SEC. There's no yeah. divisions. Uh, set your no schedule how you want it, uh, which is gonna be cool because you can kind of schedule the games how you want. Me and you are gonna be bitter rivals and see each other almost every year, at least or every other year. So we're gonna win every single game, and then just make whatever. it. <laughs> Just make the top two, make the make that the SEC championship game one and two, and then, you know, uh, they should have to be honest with every major P5 conference. Just make it uh, one conference instead of dividing it. That way, you get a fair share, a good look at uh, what your talent is. Oh man! But uh, speaking of, we, we talked a little about Michigan and Ohio State. That game is coming up, so let's kind of break it down, get a little more in-depth. I want to ask you this question, Taylor. Can Michigan win without quorum? I'm going to say yes because there's a 
completely different dynamic to a rivalry game like this. It is <clears throat> the best of the best comes out of each team every time they play. I mean, last year it was, I think, Michigan won out and beat Ohio State, and everybody favored Ohio State. And then Michigan just, I mean, it ran all over them. Mm. Uh, I think there's a potential for that to happen again. I think the biggest thing is, uh, like you said, their run game without quorum. Uh, I think in order for that to work out, they need to fix their passing game. Like they have to come out slinging that ball all over that field if they want to beat Ohio State because you cannot trust your backup running back in a game like this, especially when college football playoffs are on the line. You need to attack on the passing game and stick with that. I mean, of course, adding your run game as usual, but don't rely on it. You know, of course, if he like breaks out and uh, he is just dominating the game, then change things up and go with the rushing game. But start off with the passing game. And I know Ohio State's going to be planning for that. But that's the only way I can see them prevailing in that game. Yeah, and it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, Michigan thinks at 38 points per game, while Ohio State's about 41, 42. Uh, Ohio State's got a a passing attack from hell, man. Like that deep, those corners better be ready because Marvin Harrison Jr. We've already talked about him enough on this show, but I'm gonna keep talking about him because he's like the perfect prototypical receiver. He's six foot four. He's like 200 plus pounds. He runs like a four four. He's got great body control, great wing. I think his wingspan is like six seven, six eight. So he's got a great wingspan. Uh, he's good at route running. He's got incredible hands. And then they have um, Jackson over there, uh, who is also la- their last year's star receiver, who some say was better than Olave and Garrett Wilson, who obviously went to the NFL draft. So their passing attack is just incredible. And if Michigan, like you said, if Michigan is going to want to win this game without quorum, they're going to have to match that passing attack. And I don't think they personally can, uh, but this is kind of a put up, or, uh, you know, nut up or shut up kind of thing for McCarthy here. You won that job week two, uh, that starting quarterback job. Now prove to Harbaugh why you deserve that starting job come next year. Right, because you got, they got a bunch of, you know, they have a quarterback coming in from this upcoming uh, recruiting class that is going to be pushing, he's good, he's going to be pushing for that starting job. So you need to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row because this is going to be a big one when it comes down to future quarterback battles. And then just playoff uh, indications in itself because even if you do lose if you make it a close game that's going to make the committee a little little more lenient on pushing you or keeping you in instead of pushing you out if you get blown out they're out they keep it close they keep it close they might stay in yeah no if it's a complete shutout like you know texas versus oklahoma this year then 100 percent they're out Mm -hmm. it's just that's how it has to go yeah now if they do keep it close to could you see TCU jumping them to three and Michigan, them, TCU and Michigan just flip flopping? TCU. Oh yeah. Michigan, I, I, yeah, I definitely think that if they uh, if they lose, it they should be four. Yeah, if it's close, if they get blown out, it's over. Yeah, if it, uh, yeah, if it's a close game, four. If they get blown out, they'll probably drop down to five or six. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, so. Who will start our game predictions before we go to the NFL with this game? Who you got winning this game? I'm going to go Michigan. I'm going to go with the blue. Uh, 
this one's I mean there's really nothing I can go off of to Only really give a accurate yeah, mm-hmm. to really go with an accurate prediction, but I go with Michigan. I, I have a feeling. I think uh I think they're gonna do what they did last year and either their run game or their passing game is gonna be dominant and Ohio State's just not gonna be able to stop it. My man just pulled a Joe Theismann. Either their running game or their passing game is gonna be dominant. <laughs> Well, one of them's got to be. <laughs> That's false. Not one of them has to be dominant, because if you looked at the Jets this past week, neither was dominant. All right. Hey, I think that if Michigan wants to win, their special teams has to be dominant. <clears throat> Cannot forget the special teams players. No. Oh, Joe, John Madden. One of these teams threw the ball more than the other, and they have more passing yards. The team that scored the most points won the game. Yeah. So I, I am going to go Ohio State. They have a 75% chance, uh, according to ESPN, to win the game. And without Quorum, I just I think Quorum was that part of that offense. Uh, who knows? Michigan could you know find a different heartbeat and beat to to a different drum and pull the op- upset. But uh, I like Ohio State's defense and I like uh, especially like their offense. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go there and go Ohio State. Fair enough. All right, so Six we're gonna bet. go with. Uh, Lane Kiffin potentially going to Auburn. He turned it. He said he turned it down. But we're gonna go with Lane Kiffin's Old Miss versus Mississippi State. Who you got? I'll take Ole Miss, even though Lane Kiffin retweeted the video of uh, Nick Saban saying, "I'm not gonna be the coach of Alabama. I shouldn't have to answer this question. Lane, I don't know why he keeps uh, saying that. Lane Kiffin is just like a regular dude who just He's randomly troll, got the man. job. Like, you want to coach? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Mississippi State here. I'll take the split. Okay. Uh, then we got Florida versus Florida State. You're gonna hate this one. Just take Florida State, man. And <laughs> take an FSU. I think they got this one all day. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's I, this game is always Florida leads this uh, this head to head overall, but we literally only have uh, six wide receivers uh, because our uh, shorters hurt for this game. Xavier on Henderson's hurt for this game. Jaquavion on Frazier's is hurt for this game. Trent Whittemore transferred. Uh, so a lot of our starters are gone. The only starter that started this season is Ricky Pearsall. And he just got injured. He's coming back from injury for this game. It's it's going to be a lot on Anthony Richardson. And Talks is he's leaning towards the NFL. So if he wants to make a splash and secure his spot in the first round, which he probably already has secured his spot in the first oh, round. Oh, definitely. But, unless, he, unless he throws like six picks in this game. Yeah, I mean, he just threw 400-plus yards, <clears throat> three touchdowns, and one intercept. He needs to run yeah. more. The but, potential uh, is there, and an NFL team sees that potential. They're going to be able to. Someone said it's like a Mitch Trubisky, where he's got a really high ceiling, but it all depends on what team he goes to and how they develop him. Somebody said Mitch Trubisky has a high ceiling. Well, coming out of college, everyone did, right? He's like, okay. he only, okay. had, he only yes. had one year right. of actual football That's... starting at UNC. So was uh, Ray Richardson, <laughs> uh, one year at Florida starting. So, but I do think. I thought you were... I thought you were saying Mitch has high ceiling now. No, no, no. I was like, what? No, but what I... What are you talking uh, about? 
I am going to go. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to go Florida. Smart man. I like our running attack. I think if Anthony runs, if he actually decides to pull the ball, there's no one stopping us. All right. He just got every time there's NFL scouts in the stands, he tries to throw it more than he runs for whatever reason. AR 15 to the Colts. Maybe. Yeah, I see that in the comment section. Uh, I need some development, though. I don't know if you want a project quarterback to a dying franchise like that. <laughs> dying franchise <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, man. Watch out, man. Oh. Oh, man. All right, so we got number 19, Tulane versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Nine. Ooh, they're both 9-2. I'm going Tulane. The Green Wave. They I think that's going to be a little this. fun game. Yeah. Fun game there. Uh, Texas versus Baylor. Texas has just fallen off, man. Quinn Ewers went from hero to zero in like a real quick. Of weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor. They had a really good game against TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, that was a they, great game. They literally lost off of the very last second field goal. That's that tightrope we're talking about, yeah. bro, with DC. Yeah. <laughs> they were walking not, it. I'm going Baylor because Baylor's a good team. All right. uh, I'm gonna go, I think I'm going to go Baylor, too. I'm going to go with it. Quinn Ewers. Listen, everyone was like, Quinn Ewers or Arch Manning? Because Arch Manning's early enrollee, so he's going to come in in January, which means he's going to have a whole <laughs> offseason to train. Quinn Ewers went from up here to like, man, he's with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. He's the next to, yeah. and here comes Arch Manning. Arch Manning with his uh, hazard suit on, coming to clean up the nuclear bomb that is Quinn Ewers. And he's I think, like, I'm going to take this spot. I think with Arch Manning having his last name is going to have a lot of pull. Yeah. And the way he plays in high school. And with how Ewers is just kind of turned into dust. I think Arch Manning takes that spot. I think uh, if they start Arch Manning, the like, publicity that they're going to get from having Arch Manning yeah. starting for Texas is going to be Texas insane. is going to be on every single channel every week. Absolutely. So Imagine if Manning went to Ohio State and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. decided to stay back a year, or he has to stay back here. So imagine if he went to Ohio State, took that job after CJ Stroud left, and it was Manning to Harrison on Ohio State, and then they both get drafted to the Colts, and it was Manning versus Harrison. To <laughs> okay. Like, that... <laughs> Just imagine. Would, if Andrew... that happened yeah. right now, I would go and put $500 on Ohio State winning the national yeah, championship. Yeah, and then Edron James' son uh, <clears throat> coming out of high school, he goes to Ohio State. And uh, Frank Gore's son, who's currently at What is this, uh, the Miss. Colts 2.0 yeah, college this edition? Is... <laughs> this is the legacy team. <laughs> The legacy team. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The Ohio State Colts. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, where were we at? Oh, yeah, I'm going Texas or Baylor. Um, we got NC State in, uh, versus North Carolina. North Carolina. All right, I'm going with North Carolina, too. And I think my Heisman favorite is Drake May. So uh, he leads the all power five in every category, statistical category for quarterback, including touchdowns, passing yards. Uh, Completion percentage. He's good. He's good. He's a freshman, so I guess that's why they're not considering him. But all right, then we got UCLA, who just came off a tough loss to USC uh, versus the California Golden Bears. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. That one's pretty easy. We have a tough one in Georgia Tech versus Georgia. Ooh, that's a tough game for Georgia Tech. (laughs) 
I got Georgia. All right, I got Georgia as well. Georgia Tech doesn't even have a coach yet. Um, we talked about the Michigan Ohio State game. All right, uh, South Carolina versus Clemson. Man, hey, South, South Carolina, Carolina just popped off. Popped off against Tennessee. Man, I mean, they, that's oof. they got uh, Spencer Rattler sitting there doing the bone licking thing with his. He's that like man. one, two, three. That man, he played that game like he should have played every single game he's ever played. He's that's how. Talent, that's what everybody man. thought he was going to be yeah. throughout his whole career. If he comes out with the same energy and he plays like he did against Tennessee, Clemson is going to lose by 21, guaranteed. Yeah. So I, I've got South Carolina. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Gamecocks as well. That if that I think Spencer's thing is kind of like a lot of like Anthony Richardson's. It's all about the confidence, except. AR is a little more humble, obviously. Spencer's not a humble man at all. So when he comes out and he's not he's that not humble guy, he knows he's the man, uh, on big man on campus. When he has that confidence, he plays great. When he has when he throws an interception or makes a bad play, he beats himself up so much that that's it. That's the game. Even if it's yep. like the first drive, that's it. He gets in his head too much. So if he like you said, if he comes out swinging, I'm taking Gamecocks. Yep, same. I think it'll be good though. It will be a good game. Definitely going to be watching. Uh, Louisville versus Kentucky. Uh, I will take. I'll take Louisville. All right, I want to take Louisville as well. Obviously, you know why. Drop that. Uh, drop that stock a little bit. Well, for what Levis to the Rams. Man. <laughs> We're going to do what the Rams do: draft Will Levis. I'm going to find a new team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You better hype him up going, he's the greatest quarterback. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be funny. All right, Auburn versus Alabama. Alabama. All right, Alabama. Uh, Oregon versus Oregon State. This is a pretty, pretty good game. Is Kentucky even ranked anymore? No, they're not. They're 6-5. Louisville? Louisville's ranked. ranked. Yeah, they're ranked 25. On what? The AP poll. I got the ESPN app, top 25 games. I'm showing right here that UCF is 25. I'm just, I just went to ESPN and NCAA top 25 scores for this upcoming week. Let me check something real quick to see what ESPN's going on. That's weird. That's why I hate the college playoff rankings. and. They just need to get rid of the AP poll once the rankings for the college football playoffs go all right, so this one shows UCF. All right, so this is college football playoffs. Who's 25 on here? So the college football playoffs have Louisville. See? See that's what makes so okay. stupid. So we're going off the playoff ones. Like we said, let's just go with the playoff ones. Yeah, right. I don't know why there's two different. Whatever. All right, Oregon versus Oregon State. Yeah, so Oregon. Oregon as well. Bo Nix might, might have worked himself into it first round, like late first round, early second round quarterback pick. I think. I think. I'm going to say I know. I think there's going to be a team, in this, at least in the second round, that's going to pull the trigger. He's got a like 70 plus percent completion percentage. Uh, again, I don't think he's going to be that good in the NFL, but I think he, this year... I, listen, you keep saying no. You keep waving your head no. Okay. I think he, I think he did. If it, you know, 
if AR, AR is having a decent season, but if AR 15 can get in the first round, Bo Nix can at least get the second round. Oh, second round. Late second round, yeah. All right. Undrafted, actually. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. us. All right. I'm going to go. Yeah, he needs to be undrafted. I'm going to go with Oregon as well. We got TCU versus Iowa State. I'm going TCU. TCU. We got uh, the Michigan Rough Riders versus Penn State. Michigan State. And Penn State. Yeah, we're going Penn State. Uh, watch out for the uh, tunnels. It'll be on uh, pay-per-view, UFC pay-per-view. Good thing so. this is in. It's in. It's, it's at Penn State, so I think they'll be good. They have separate tunnels now. <laughs> Joe Rogan's going to be sitting there announcing, like, we've got, yeah. <laughs> we got a heavyweight championship in Michigan State versus a featherweight. I'm here with your winner, Penn State. Uh, we got Utah versus Colorado. Utah. All right, I'm going to go. Colorado's 1-10. I think they're going to get their second. Well, I'm just kidding. Utah yeah. as well. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Sheesh. All right. Uh, although Deion Sanders is considering taking that Colorado job, but I don't see it. I don't see that. He'd be, I think he leaves JSU for a better P5 team than that. Like Auburn, I could see him taking Auburn, Nebraska, uh, something like that. All right. Uh, LSU versus A&M. Oh, Texas A&M all day they're going to lose. LSU. <laughs> all right. LSU as well. Uh, dude, the waste of talent. It, I just we've already talked about that. The so transfer gonna, portal is going to be weird with talent. Like Donnell Harris, five, former five-star defensive end, top five player in the nation from 2021. He's already entered the transfer portal. Uh, he originally medically retired, but then he got the okay by the doctors to say he can play again. So now he's in the transfer portal. He said, "I'm done with A and M. Uh, I'm going to go find me a new home." All right, uh, so I'm going to go in LSU as well. All right, then we got 22 UCF versus South Florida. <clears throat> UCF. UCF as well. Uh, then we got a good game here, Notre Dame versus USC. Mm-hmm. I got USC. I'm going to take USC as well, but I think this is going to be a close game. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Number 10, Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. <sighs> Hannon Hooker's hurt. Yeah. Interest Milton. I'm going Tennessee. I still think they're a solid team without Hannon Hooker. I'm going Not Vanderbilt. Not what they were, but. I'm going Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, <laughs> like two years ago, was like the team. Yeah. No, that was Purdue. Yeah, that was Purdue. Yeah, that was Purdue. But Vanderbilt this year has been that. And they're having a good year for Vanderbilt standards. But I don't think <laughs> standards. They're like two and they're like two and seven right now. That's like now, really good. If they beat Tennessee, they're bowl eligible for like the first time in like twenty some years. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Vanderbilt. I think that Vanderbilt's actually playing decent football, and I don't trust Milton at quarterback with uh, Tennessee. I don't care how the Tennessee defense has always been trash. So they were been relying on Hendon Hooker and Hyatt uh, and Brew McCoy and stuff like that. Milton can't throw a jug of milk into a milk factory. So I'm going to go with Vandy with the upset. That way it eases the pain of us losing to them as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, then we got Kansas State versus Kansas. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas State. Kansas, Kansas State fell off. They fell off hard. Uh, Washington versus Washington State. It's the last game. 
I'm going to go Washington. I mean, I'm going to go Washington. They had a good game last week. Yeah. All right. That concludes our college football portion of the book. Make sure you like and subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel and make sure you follow us on Spotify. Now, on to the NFL. Well, okay, that was over. Better be glad that's over. All right. So, going on in the NFL. Alright, so I'm gonna retire is... from the booth, guys. Da, da, da. All right, well, all right, Vontae Davis, retired mid, <laughs> mid game. <laughs> Didn't even make it to halftime. Was like, yeah, dude, I'm out. I cannot do this anymore. Is he with the Colts when he did that? I think he was. Uh, no, I don't think it was the Colts. No, was it the Bills. The Bills or the Colts? It was the Bills. It was the Bills. All right, the Bills. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine like. Seeing my teammates and like, yo, bro, I'm out, bro. Y'all suck. I cannot do this anymore. You all have fun. The money ain't even worth it. I'm out. So uh, speaking of uh, leaving the team, not leaving the team, but as far as getting benched, yeah, I guess being a des- being a not helpful. Like I don't know. Let's just talk about Zach Wilson. That's what I'm trying to get at. So Zach Wilson got benched today. And apparently somebody on the inside uh, said that this is how it went. Hey, Zach, we're benching you for one week to get your mind right. And he said, what? Why? Why now? Uh, so and he's very distraught about it. Zach, I, is, is Zach, dude, Zach, is Zach Wilson, one, he, is, Jamarcus Russell has better stats than Zach Wilson's first, like, career-wise at this point, Jamarcus Russell has better stats than Zach Wilson. Even though Zach Wilson's 5-2 and two as a starter. Do you think it's time for the Jets to move on from him uh, as far as drafting a new quarterback, or do you think they stick with Zach Wilson and it's just it's kind of like a, hey, get your head out your butt? Um, he did blame the loss on the defense and took no credibility, so... You can't say that. Um, I think they stick with him for another year because he's inconsistent. But when he is on, he's on. But when he's off, he is terribly off. And you put that they in just <laughs> when he's they, on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. They just came off of a win against the Bills, huge win. Then they lost against the Patriots. Had zero offense. Anywhere on the field. Would he have, like, negative two yards in the second half? Total uh, eight or something like that. Eight yards. Eight yards total in the second half. Eight yards total. Let's see. Let me pull that one up because it was a weird stat. Uh, Where are you doing that? To anyone total yards. Know, you got it? Got total it. yards, 103 for the entire team. Okay, well, what was about Passing 44 yards and then rushing 59 yards. First yeah. half, let's see. It's not going to show me first half here. Yeah, it's just show me right. I think it, I think it was like eight yards in the second half, uh, give or take. Obviously, somebody can – two yards. My dad said two yards. Oh, it's 2.1 yards per play is what they average. Yeah. So, I do agree that you stick with Zach Wilson for one more year. But 
I think he, Zach Wilson as a starter is a horrible leader, and I think he's already lost. Um, they got two yards total um, in the second half. So everything came in the first half against, which is horrible. <laughs> you got two yards, yeah, two, I... two, 30 minutes of uh, football, almost an hour of football. Um, he just comes off him? as childish. He, look, you know, well, he looks like, like a child, but yeah, he looks like a child. But the way he acts and he just still seems like he's a freshman in college. You know, it's that the whole thing with uh, during the off season with you know his mom's friend or whatever. He hyped that up, uh, which was disrespectful. And as a role model, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that and then hyping it up and going along with it. He... You know, you should been like, you know, I made a mistake. You know, he he just he's very immature with the way that he acts on well, and off the field and as a leader you can't do that he comes for money and so his entire life he's been handed everything mm-hmm. so like say he comes from money he grew up in the the terrible neighborhood of uh oh where did he come from somewhere in utah yeah the terrible neighborhoods of utah what goes on in utah like bloods and crips in there sitting there like hey what up zach like you know what I'm saying? Like, Dude to Utah. got beat up by deer. Hmm? That's what happens in Utah. You get beat up by deer. Deer? Oh, deer. And Mormons. That's about, the only, that's about the only thing I can think of that's out in Utah. Outside of a serial killer right now. Yeah. Is there a serial killer in Utah right now? Yeah, some dude killed like four people. So there was six people in one house. Four of them got killed. And then the other two were still sleeping. And then they didn't call the police for like eight hours. So. That's uh, not good. Not going to be going well for the Mormons and uh, Jehovah's Witness that go door to door. We're not here to kill you, I promise. Joe Flacco. Joe That's Flacco. your dad on there, right? Yeah. I don't think they're starting Joe Flacco. I think no, they're, they're starting, starting Mike White. Mike White, yeah. Mm-hmm. For this one. The game. GOAT. The GOAT. He's Greatest of all time. Great. He, uh, he's, he's not he bad. wasn't bad. He not wasn't bad. bad. His um, first game. His other two games were. To be honest, I think it's time to trade. Uh, now I think about it, I think it's time to trade Zach Wilson uh, after this season and get a new quarterback because I think well he's already got beef with Elijah Moore. Uh, when asked if he was played a part a role in the issue of them losing to the Patriots, he said no. Even though the the Jets defense played great, it's the only reason they even had a chance in that game. And he said no. Did you let your defense down? Was the question. He said no. What? See <laughs> what? If you so a quarterback is the leader of every single team. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. No matter what, until you prove you're not the leader, you are the leader of that team. If you ask me a question, Taylor, did you let your defense down? Regardless of what the true answer is, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely did. We should have converted more. Uh, our Even third if you down put up conversions were terrible. Yards and five passing yeah. touchdowns and. You bring up one mistake, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I missed blah 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 on the slant route overthrew him whatever take the blame somehow because your team's gonna be like that's my dog right there yeah you know he's taking the blame you know he's not throwing us under the bus now i'm gonna be why would i want to play for you yeah <laughs> asking elijah Moore. someone said uh in a post game uh interview they asked him how can you describe your chemistry with zach wilson and he said i can't i don't get the ball <laughs> <laughs> just straight up said it He's like, what chemistry? What there, chemistry? There's nothing there's, there's there. There's nothing like, there. Like, if there was something there, I could tell you what it was. <laughs> but I got thrown the ball one time all game. Oh, I do remember that. <clears throat> what it, he's, 
He was like, I don't even get the ball, man. Yeah. So, no, I get the frustration. That's what I'm saying. I think they he lost uh, the locker room. I think there's probably still a couple players in there that probably still like him. But I think for Robert Sala's job security, and especially because they're going to have a potential top five pick, like if they can land C.J. Stroud, you pull the trigger. If they can land Bryce Young, you pull the trigger. If you can, if you decide to go Will Levis over those two, uh, pull the trigger on your GM. So... This is a Will Levis hate, hate show. <laughs> but, uh, no, but if you can get those top two quarterbacks, I think you do pull the trigger and try to, you know, fresh start, get Zach Wilson somewhere because the Jets have all the tools to win right now. They have a great wide receiver core. They have a great defense. Uh, they have a great running back. Obviously, he got injured. but They, they still have multiple running backs. Yeah, they have multiple good. running backs. Um, they got a decent offensive line. It just comes down to that quarterback, and the quarterback with it right now is just this team goes wherever the quarterback is going to go. And right now, to me, Zach Wilson so wishy-washy, and he's already thrown his team under the bus. He's already lost them on a maturity level and leadership level. That I think even if with this one game, you know, benching, that I think it's just time to move on. If you can get those top two quarterbacks, and people have, uh, I'll throw this out there for you. Someone said Derek Carr or Jimmy G. If they're on the market and willing to come to the Jets, do you take them over Zach Wilson? Yeah. 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 Not for a long term. I wouldn't make them my franchise quarterback, but yeah, I would. Yeah. As as of for right now, like like you put Jimmy G in that offense, you see what he's doing with San Fran. I think. Yeah, I would. Did. I would say if. Well, I don't know. San Fran's absolutely stacked right now. Yeah. I mean, so. They're way more stacked than the Jets are. I would take Derek Carr over Jimmy G. I would, too. I mean, it's kind of the bottom of the barrel that you're handing me here, but if I had to pick one, better than Zach Wilson. Someone said uh, this is um, Sam Darnold all over again. No, because Sam Darnold didn't actually have weapons, and he sucked, and then he went to the Carolina Panthers and sucked. So this is different in the sense that the Jets have legit weapons. (laughs) I mean, it does still seem kind of like it. It does. It's rushing. Resemble Sam Darnold all over again. It was this high hope quarterback, uh, you know, high draft pick, gonna turn the franchise around. Comes in, underwhelming play. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff swirling around him. You know, with Sam Darnold, there was like some mono stuff or whatever. <laughs> that was like a controversy for whatever reason. Uh, now you have Zach Wilson uh, and his. You know antics and not taking the blame. It does resemble Sam Darnold a no, little bit. This is why I'm going to counterpoint to your counterpoint, and everyone saying this is kind of like they're the rushing Zach Wilson out the uh, building too soon. It's oh, they're the not leadership. rushing him out at all. Well, I know that that I... it's to me. If you get rid of Zach Wilson now, the reason why it's different than Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold owns up to when he he sucks. He owns up to it. He goes, "Hey, I sucked." You know, he even got caught on silent. I'm seeing ghosts. I don't know what I'm doing. Zach Wilson's like, Mommy, my apple slices are too cut <laughs> cut too big. Um, And they're like, whose fault is that? You're the one who cut the apple slices with your knife as a grown man. He goes, that guy's fault. And the guy's like, I'm not even in the same house as you. How is it my fault? Yeah. You got the knife in your hand cutting the apples. Right? So I think, I just, I think that's the difference is that Sam Darnold, even when he sucked, Robbie Anderson, uh, who was with the Jets at the time, said, that's my guy. 
right? You don't have anyone in the Jets locker room right now saying Zach Wilson's my guy. There is literally nobody standing up for Zach Wilson right now. Yeah, and if you can get Robbie Anderson to say that's my guy, you must be doing something right because that yeah. dude apparently hates everyone. every quarterback. <laughs> so that, that's all I'm saying is I, I just don't – the fact that no one's standing up for the slander of Zach Wilson – and there's teammates right now on the defense uh, side of the bowl liking tweets. Uh, <laughs> like they're literally going – like there's like – uh, Sauce Gardner liked a tweet. A couple other Jets defensive players liked a couple tweets uh, that went against Zach Wilson saying that he was bad leader and stuff like that. So if you got your players openly, not openly saying it, but openly liking tweets and going out yeah. there and retweeting stuff, and like I just, there's no leadership from Zach Wilson perspective where I'm like, that's my quarterback. So yeah, no, the locker room's lost. I mean, which just sucks because they're having a good season. Yeah. <laughs> like they're having for the a good Jets. season. For, for the Jets. Jets. Yes. So for the Jets are having actually a good season. Uh I don't know. I could I could definitely see them if they have an opportunity to take a really good quarterback in the draft, pulling the trigger and taking one. Uh but if there's like if Will Levis is there, pass on him. You know, yeah. maybe wait till next draft. Uh and stick with Zach Wilson. See if maybe he can pull a Jalen Hurts out of the thin blue air. I don't know. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to do because not many people can go from being like, man, this dude sucks to, all right, MVP. Yeah, he hurts one from 55 uh, per, uh, completion percentage from his second year to he's up to <clears> 65 <throat> now. So that's a 10% uh, completion percentage jump for Jalen Hurts, which is amazing. So yeah. we don't see this. That's kind of, that's kind of unheard of. Um, but, I mean, the Jets are just doomed. They're like the Browns. It's They can't develop quarterbacks to save their lives. The Browns. It's the Browns, the Jets, Jaguars, and uh, Lions. It's just forever doomed to be bottom of the barrel f- for eternity. Yeah. Except for that one season with the Jaguars. And uh, here's something I can see the Jets doing. If they do end up getting rid of Zach Wilson and going with the Jimmy G or Derek Carr, signing them to like a one- or two-year deal, uh, there's been talks they draft a project quarterback uh, in like AR because of what AR <clears throat> can do, and then they try to – the problem is – they want to do that and have Jimmy G or Derek Carr for a year, supposedly for talks. And then if they get AR-15 and try to develop him before they start him, that offense will be dynamic if AR can play to his potential. But the Jets can't develop. So <laughs> yeah. that quarterback position at least. So I just... Maybe they go with... I know this person's going to be looking for a job after the season if they don't retire Matt Ryan. Yeah. You know? Lamar Jackson's going to be out there, you know. He could see a Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and a Brees Hall kind of offense and go, you know. If the Jets got Lamar Jackson, they would be a threat. They would absolutely. They've already got a great defense, and they've got great wide receivers. So if the Jets somehow got Lamar, the Jets could be not Super Bowl locks, but playoff locks for the following season. Absolutely. That's scary, and that's what I'm saying. If they could, Especially if they could land Lamar Jackson, Zach Wilson's gone. They can land C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Zach Wilson's gone. But I think you just stick with Zach Wilson for right now to see what he has in year three. Uh, just because, unless you can get one of those better top-tier-esque players. But I think yeah. he still lost the locker room. Speaking of benching, Davis Mills got benched uh, for Kyle Kyle Allen with the Houston Texans. Uh, are they setting themselves up to draft the QB? And if so, which one are you taking if you're the Texans? <clears throat> This one sucks because Davis Mills was actually doing pretty good at the beginning of the season. 
and I was a big Davis Mills fan. <sighs> I think they do go after a quarterback. Which one? I don't know. I CJ Stroud, like you said earlier, would be an awesome pick for them. What what pick do they have? I think it's top five. That's all I know. I think it's like top five. Yeah. So if they have a top five draft pick, I would absolutely shoot for like a CJ, even if Hendon Hooker's up there, if he's declaring, I don't know, with injury. Well, yeah, he has to. He's, yeah, he's, he's been in college for like 10, 20 years. 10 years. <laughs> I, that would be a tough one because of how old he is, plus he just got injured, so that's yeah. really going to affect his uh, stock. But that means they could get him in the second round and get a offensive line, defensive line, or wide receiver with that first pick. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say with so they have a couple of weapons uh, with the Texans. I mean, they got a really good running back. They got a couple of good wide receivers. I know Meche, he's got a – he's fighting, I think it was leukemia. He's, uh, and he's um, in recovery, but he can't yeah, play. So, so. so he should be back next season, hopefully, praying for his recovery and everything goes well. So they have some talent, uh, running back, wide receiver. Uh, I could see them taking C.J. Stroud, maybe Bryce Young in the top five. I think that would be a good fit because if if they're done with Davis Mills, I mean, it makes yeah. absolute sense to go ahead and take a top QB in the draft. Yeah, someone's saying, uh, or my dad's saying, David, Davis Mills is good, build around. So you're saying that as a Colts fan because uh, Texans have been bottom of the barrel even with him at quarterback. So I think he's decent. I don't know if he's good. I think he is a decent quarterback. He's going to be that kind of quarterback in the league that kind of jumps from team to team. Uh, and it's like, oh, we need a bridge quarterback who can uh, take over for a year or two before we get our guy. Uh, I think he's already hit. The reason why I say this is I think Davis Mills, while he is good or decent, he's already hit his ceiling. I don't think he gets any better than he is now, which as a team, you can see their record and reflect on that. And there's a reason why he got benched. Uh, they he's insanely good. consistent. He is he's consistent, but I like he's he's an average consistent quarterback. Yeah, and he's, he's consistently second. average. He's hit that ceiling, and you need that quarterback's going to put you over the hump because obviously they're not winning winning games. No. Uh, so something's got to change. Uh, you mentioned Hidden Hooker. Uh, I do like that's a nice fit for him. Uh, for them, he could start day one. He's going to have to because of his age. Uh, coming but coming from that injury, it does might scare a team because you know. He might have to sit out a couple, you know, halfway through the season. Is he like 30? He's 25 going on 26. <laughs> so he's almost, he's sitting there. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely at the start when he's healthy. But uh, I could see them getting like a Addison from uh, USC or uh, Jackson from uh, Ohio State and getting certifying that wide receiver core um, and then getting Hinton Hooker in the second. But I do think that if C.J. Stroud is sitting there, I think they just, I, I, C.J. Stroud is that type of quarterback. For this draft, it's like if you can get him, get him, regardless of your QB situation. Yeah, I don't see a team that passes him if he's on the board. Yeah, I just I don't see it. Um, I mean, if you're a top five team that already has a quarterback, but you're in the top five for a reason, you probably don't have a quarterback. So, and I don't think he slips past Carolina at uh, five or six anyways. So, uh, I think that uh, Texans will get him or Bryce Young. Uh, they draft Will Levis. They might as well just take stake with David Mills. I agree. My personal opinion. With everything you said. Everything. 
And uh, speaking of a former Texans player, DeAndre Hopkins got called out by Charvarius uh, Ward. Uh, he said he doesn't like D-Hop's game and that he's a steroid-cheating user. Uh, does that incident with D-Hop, uh, when he was with, uh, with, he was with the Cardinals, I think. But uh, does that incident hurt D-Hop uh, as far as his image as elite receiver? Like, Devontae, is it Devontae Adams or D-Hop? Well, D-Hop took steroids, so I'm going to take Devontae Adams. Uh, and then does that um, incident, uh, it only happened one time, but does that, does that incident hurt his potential Hall of Fame uh, resume? I don't think it does. I think it was a. I think what they said that he took, it wasn't like a. Enhanced word I'm trying. Yeah, it wasn't like a something that he was taking to, you know, like bulk up or be more agile or anything like that. I think it was for recovery uh, Mm -hmm. from an injury that he had. And he did. And he said he didn't know that he was taking it. It was something that he was given. Uh, from his doctors to, you know, speed up recovery, which a lot of players do take stuff that us normal, you know, Joe, average Joes don't take, you know, because, I mean, they're elite athletes and they got to take certain stuff. But I don't think it should affect his legacy whatsoever. And I think calling him out like that was stupid because uh, it was a – the dude has been insane his Ever whole Ever since career. he came he, back. I yeah. mean, he came back yeah, after even when he came back. He's... Yeah. I mean, he still torched the 49ers defense, so. Yeah, I don't think that anybody should be calling him a steroid user or saying he's a bum or whatever he said. uh, Or saying you don't respect his game because before this season, he gets drug tested like everybody else and he's never popped for anything. He's clean. And he's been an insane player. So I don't think anybody should be making these comments. I think this is just another one of those. Oh, I'm not in the spotlight right now. Let me uh, let me just jump on in and say something. Yeah, Ward's not a bad corner. He's not a slack. No, he's not but... bad, but it, it's not like you know everybody's talking about him on Sports yeah. Center every week. But you know, D Hop makes a good play. Everybody's like, man, D Hop is like the, one of the best wide receivers to play the game. He's so dynamic. I think elite. he's the best uh, receiver still, even coming back yeah. this season. So and so, I mean, you know, you see that, and then you're like, man. Screw that guy, man. You know, he took some steroids. He shouldn't yeah. get this fame. You know, I'm going to say something. That's what that was. But Someone said the PED list is, uh, has NyQuil on it. So, yeah. There you I go. Mean, I mean, hey, you see this incident with, like, Lane Johnson, uh, who hasn't let up a sack this year. Uh, he got busted for, quote-unquote, steroid use, but he said he just went to the doctor for some pain medicine. And he got it cleared by the NFL, but the NFL, when they drug tested him, it popped for steroids and so they still suspended him for like six games i can't remember what year that was but uh so i think there's just it's a tiptoeing because you never know when you know you're an athlete in the off season you're trying to take medication to kind of recover from a half a year's worth of physical you know brutal hits uh and play that you're just trying to get better and then it's like well oh he's a steroid user um it's just like kelsey said each game especially for wide receivers, tight ends, uh, running backs, they get many car accidents every game. Yeah. And they were talking about like, oh, when does the pain hit you? And he was like, as soon as I hit that tunnel, as soon as the game's done, I am hurt. So, you know, these yeah. players are going to go try and find something that helps them because they can't smoke marijuana, which is something that people say is good for medical stuff. They can't take certain pills. They can't do this and that. I mean, so you try and find something that's not on the list, or you take somebody's advice, thinking they know what's on the list. It's plus the NFL will suspend you for anything. Yeah, they get that money. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's they will fine you and suspend you for anything. I think uh, it was Matt Gay, the Rams kicker. Yeah, his shorts, his shorts, shorts were like head. shorts were that far above his knee, mm-hmm. and they or fined him like fifty thousand dollars for it. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. The NFL is it's kind of stupid with their punishment. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that D Hop, uh, he's playing at an elite level. I think that something that might have played a part in that was, excuse me, uh the 49ers versus Cardinals kind of rivalry. Uh, I, just, I think D-Hop is a borderline Hall of Famer. And I just don't think that this should hurt his chances of getting in. Because the NFL doesn't have a steroid problem, like an enhancement problem like the, the baseball does. Um, I think a lot of these athletes, they get popped, again, like you said, are just prescription drugs that, that, uh, prescription drugs that they thought was okay. That just weren't, and none of it's, like, enhancing them. Uh, he's still a great player, and we're going to go on to who was throwing the ball to him because Colt McCoy played pretty good before he got hurt, uh, before they had to go to Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. He's the GOAT. Trace McSorley. All right. Um, do you think the Cardinals need to move on from Kyler uh, as far as leadership standpoint? Because uh, Cole McCoy looked like he ran that offense for the time that he was in better than Kyler. There's a bunch of former pros who said the same thing. The offense looked more fluid. Uh, he made the right reads. Kyler miss- has been missing a lot of reads uh, ever since Call of Duty came out. Uh, <laughs> so do you think that after the season, I know Kyler is better than Cole McCoy, but do you think it's time just for a, a restart? There, We talked about Zach Wilson getting a restart. Do you think is it time for Kyler uh, Murray to get a restart out of Arizona? I think the issue boils down to who's coaching. I think it's uh, Kingsbury or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's his fault. I don't think he is that type of coach that's stern enough to really uh, reel in his players that are like Kyler Murray. I mean, he was seen on the sideline yelling at his head coach. He was seen on the sideline arguing with D-Hop, yelling at his offensive line, you name it. He's out there just doing what he wants to do how he wants to do it i think they need a head coach that comes in there and he's able to reel in these types of players and the attitude that kyler has and i think that'll change a lot of things because kyler's really talented he's really quick on his feet yeah. uh, he's not a terrible passer uh, he can read a defense well so i don't think that it's time for the cardinals to move on from him i think it's more of a head coaching issue and you need to find a head coach that's actually going to be able to go out there and you know, lay down some rules and have them follow them. Because Kingsbury was like, oh, you call some plays during uh, the preseason. Like, that's like a... Hey, they scored when he when Kyler Murray called plays. So. <laughs> yeah, but that was like Kingsbury, like, giving him a punishment on the sideline yeah. type of thing because Kyler said he could make play calls or whatever. That's... You just don't do that. It just made no sense for him to do that. Uh, I think he needs to go. They've had so many weapons on the Cardinals since he's been head coach, and they've yet to do anything with it. Did you they've see had what zero Baker playoff said? runs uh, during the game. Huh? He said at the end of the game, uh, they asked him basically what happened, and he said he saw in the atmosphere, like in his teammates' eyes on the sideline and on the field, they just gave up. He said he knew uh, yeah, he was. Crap. 
He was very mad about it. Buda Baker is obviously one of the better safety slash linebackers in the league. And very passionate. Very, very passionate. And he was like, my teammates gave up. They just gave up. They quit. He said they quit mid-game. Like, yeah. it makes no sense. And I think if you're a head coach yeah. uh, and your players are just not wanting to play, uh, especially in the second half, uh, I think it's time to go. Like uh, to, to extend on your point of Clingsbury uh, uh, struggling to hold that locker room, I think he's a college coach that is trying to coach these grown men like they're in college. No. Uh, we've seen it with Chip Kelly where there's a power dynamic. Uh, you got a head coach trying to you know, uh, manhandle these grown men and tell them what to do and tell them what to eat. and That's your part of your job as a head coach, but they also speak to them as if they're children. And you and you know you and I both know that when another grown man talks to us like we're wee little babies and we don't know the game of football or we don't know what we're doing uh, in every aspect, it's going to rub off the right uh, wrong way. It's easier when you're talking to freshmen, juniors, and you know sophomores because they are still technically learning the game. But when you got like D Hop and you're sitting there going D Hop, this is how you need to play the game. Like you this this and that and you're do this. Like I think you lose the locker room that way. Uh, with that power dynamic. So I think Kingsbury is a great college coach. I think he was a decent NFL head coach, but to your point, I think that it's time to move on from the head coach. Maybe not from Kyler Murray, but from the head coach. Yeah, because, like I said, Kyler's a good quarterback. I think they would get a lot of uh, riff if they were like, yeah, we're going to trade Kyler or bench him and start Colt McCoy next season. People would be like, what? (laughs) What? Texas fans would be like, are you? Yeah, like finally a Texas quarterback. Let's go. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see them moving on from it. It's, it. It all boils down to the head coaching situation. It's just. It's not working out. I mean, he's not a bad coach. He's. He's definitely not a bad coach. Like you said, he yeah. did really good in college. So I could see him going back to college, or taking a different head coaching position in the NFL because he's not terrible. Yeah. So somebody sure. could pick him up. Uh, I just. I think that's the issue. So I, w- I would definitely say keep Kyler uh, when he's healthy, start him. And then Cole McCoy, I think he's a fantastic backup quarterback. You said Cole McCoy? Yeah. Yeah, he's always been a, a, a good backup. I mean, obviously we know his legendary career at Texas uh, solidified him as one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. But, I, you know, to be honest, I forgot he was still in the league. So anytime like, I turn on a game, like when he played for the um, Commanders, from you know as the Redskins and went to the Browns and kind of went to the you know the Cardinals like I'm like Cole McCoy wait he's still in the league (laughs) so they they happened like this last year Cole McCoy came in last year when Kyler was hurt and did the same thing played really well they won game I think they won every game he played last year uh so he's he's smart some team wants to pick him up maybe it's like a Tyler Heineke type of thing where you know or a Geno Smith where they've been backups for no, so long. I don't, where I don't think Colt's now gonna, they can just year pop 12, off. Colt McCoy's going to start I, anywhere. He's 12 years in the league. I don't. The Jets. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but. The Rams. I think. I think <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> I think yeah, as a backup quarterback, that's who you want is somebody who can come in and make the game flow smoothly and get the wins. Yeah. Uh, and like he's kind of like a Nick Foles, where like you have a Cole McCoy, Nick Foles kind of players. So like Nick Foles like, has a ring. Yeah, so you know Nick Foles has a ring. Uh, maybe a Gardner Minshew, uh, who honestly should probably be starting uh, 
somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. I mean, he played better than Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence won the job just because he got drafted higher yeah. on the list. But uh, who knows? Gardner Minshew could go to the Jets and be a bridge quarterback for them uh, if they're waiting uh, for a Caleb Williams-type player to come out of USC. Uh, maybe they dip their toe into the USC. You know, they missed on Sam Darnold. Maybe they go with Caleb Williams in 2024. I mean, the Colts need somebody. <clears throat> yeah, you know. Oh, they're, the Colts are waiting for Arch Manning, man. You know that. They got to. That ain't happening. Or the Broncos trying to get Manning. Someone's someone's getting Manning. But, the uh, Giants. The good news is if Arch Manning goes to the Colts, Colts fans don't have to buy a new Manning jersey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, Uncle, can I use your uh, number 18 number? Sure. You know, he wouldn't say no either. Yeah, he wouldn't say. He don't care. So it's like. Oh, man. Speaking of, like, retiring jersey numbers, who was that? Oh, man. I cannot remember the player's name. What what team? Cowboys. Uh, Man, they were talking about uh, numbers getting retired. And he said that retiring numbers is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And he made a really good point. <clears throat> so if you take this number, so this player's number gets retired. Yeah. It's thrown up in the rafters. You never hear of that number again. No. You know, good. until they, like, pass away or something. Well, no, but, okay, counterpoint. If you think, if I say 21, what do you, who do you think of in NFL history? Me. Okay, be... <laughs> Me. You? Yes. Well, you think of you in the NFL history when I say the number 21. 21, yes. Okay. 21 Savage. 21. Do something for me. So, but look, just... You think of Deion Sanders. Come on now. So there's... Okay, you have one number that you can pull up. But listen. (laughs) If you don't retire the number, right? Mm -hmm. This... I cannot remember his name for whatever reason. He's a Cowboys Hall of Famer. Michael Irvin? Yes. Thank you. So Michael Irvin... I'm pretty sure C.D. Lamb wears his number. They yeah, they always give every Jerry single Jones hand 88 to whoever they think to generate next great Cowboys yeah. wide receiver. So every single time C.D. Lamb makes an insane play, what they say is, "Man, that sure does look like Michael Irvin out there." Yeah. Every time something happens, they point out the number that he's wearing, and they're like, "Man, you know he sure does look like Michael Irvin out there." So every single Sunday, whenever they make a good play. As he said it, they give him his flowers every single Sunday. Yeah. And he's like, that's what I want. I want my number to go to somebody who has promise, somebody who's out there playing every single Sunday with heart, grit, and passion. He's like, every single week, my number's out there. Everybody gets to see it, and it's the best player on the team, on the wide receivers at least. But it wasn't Irvin's original number. He got that. uh, 88's been a Cowboys tradition since like the 1950s, 60s. Well, no, yeah, so, but he was just saying the point, like, whenever your number goes up in the rafters, on a Sunday, you're not going to hear your number every single Sunday. Yeah, okay, well, you know? to counterpoint, like, the reason why they were retired numbers is because when you think of that number, you think of that player for that team. Yes. Like, if I say 20 for the Eagles, who do you think of? Nobody. There's been... Ryan Dawkins. Okay, yes. I see the way. So, every number 20 before that, did not live up. The Brian Dawkins is one of the greatest safeties of all time. When I say number 18, who do you think of? In the NFL, it's number 18. Manning. Manning, exactly. You don't go, uh, you know, Randy Moss on the Raiders, number 18. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, It's not every single player who wears <clears throat> that jersey is going to like pop off or anything. No, no. But your number's out there, and they still, 
in your mind, like mm-hmm. let's say number 20 on the Eagles, if somebody else is wearing number 20 out there and they bring up, oh, number 20, blah, 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 man, he sure looked like uh, Dawkins out there, whatever. You know, their number and the name yeah, coincide. That's, also a and light, stuff. that's a lot to live up to. Imagine being safe oh, with yeah. safety and going, hey, here's a number 20 jersey. Like, that's like an Eagles quarterback. And it's like, hey, here's a number five uh, jersey. Who do you think? There's been a bunch of great quarterbacks for the Eagles. Who do you think? Donovan McNabb, number five. When I say number when I say number twelve, the jersey number twelve, Brady. Alright. You have great quarterbacks who wear number twelve like Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that, but when I say twelve, it's Brady. When I say That's a good point that just got pulled up in the chat. What happens when all the numbers get retired? We we go to decimals. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. I I I like the point that Michael Irvin brought up of you know, he gets his flowers every single Sunday when C.D. Lamb goes out there and he makes some wild play. Like, And then they're like, man, you know, it looks like Michael Irvin. That's – I get that. But I also understand the uh, point that you're trying to make is, you know, once your number gets retired, like, boom, you made such an impact in the game of football and on that franchise that they were like, that's it. Nobody else gets that's that number. Robot. Throw it up in the rafters. They get a counterpoint. If you're on the Colts – and you get handed the number 18 jersey, they're going to, for even if Peyton, this is 20 years down the road and Peyton hasn't played in 20-plus years, they're going to go, oh, is this is he Manning? Is he Manning? Is he, he's not going to be the, he's not going to be like, oh, the Colts had uh, Zach Wilson in year 10 of his career. Uh, you know, it, could he be better than Zach Wilson? They're like, oh, he's wearing number 18. Could he be the next Manning? Well, see, so, they don't do that with number 88 on the Cowboys, though. They're not like, is he going to well, be the do, next? They do. Just... they do, because 88 mm. went from Irving, uh, and then they try to give it to other uh, uh, receivers who didn't pan out, and that's another thing. All that pressure, you put 88 on. And then it went to Des Bryant, who did pan out for a couple years, and then it went to CD. But now imagine they CD leaves, and they give it to the next wide receiver, and he doesn't live up. Now it's like, hey, if you can't, If you can't live up, you shouldn't be in the league. That's that's a good thing to be like, look, but this is like our guy college. who's supposed to so, perform. At LSU, they give out the number seven to the best player, the best player offense and defensively. At Florida, uh, we give out the number one jersey to uh, who we think is a generational talent or someone who's the best player in offense and defense. So it's just it, there's a, the history behind the number. So if you're going to continue the number, if you're not going to retire, you're going to have to be pretty good at predicting the person's future in a sense because if not. Uh, that number, that number is weighs, rather people want to realize it or not, it weighs so much. Like, again, if you're the Colts or you're the Patriots and your next quarterback comes in and you're like, we're going to give him number 12 because we think he's generational, and then he doesn't pan out. I mean, if me like, giving somebody a certain number on their jersey weighs so heavily on them that they can't perform, get the hell off of my team. <laughs> if, if that weighs so much on you, then go find another team. See you later. Because... That's ridiculous. You are in the National Football League. Somebody handing you a jersey, you be like, hell yeah, let's go rock it and go out there and perform. But jersey numbers to players is important because, like, think so, about, like, to, to most, like, if you, Carson tried to get his number 11 jersey from Michael Pittman because he wanted to be number 11, so he's like, hey, I'll offer you, um, I'm going to offer you money uh, for this jersey. And they, you see it all the time. Like, hey, I want that jersey. That's, that's me. Uh, and oftentimes, especially with their brand off the field, uh, if it's like, say Lamar Jackson 8 and his logo has the number 8 he'd have to go get a whole new trademark logo and everything like that so he's going to do whatever he can to get that number Tom Brady he came to Tampa and he paid 
to get the number 12 because Tom Brady's 12. It's TB12. All right, so let's say a team retires number, let's just say 11. They they retire the number 11. And then this other really good player gets traded to that team that retired 11. But 11 meant so much to him because it was her mother's birthday. She passed away. She fought breast cancer. She did all this great stuff. See, it goes both ways. The point I was making, because now we're going too deep into this, is that sometimes not retiring the number could favor the player that wore that number. Uh, like Michael Irvin, he enjoys it because each and every single week his name gets called, and they're like, oh, he resembles Hyman Hoff. But for those that want it retired, cool. I think it's cool not to retire the number. I think, you know, I don't know. I just think it's cool that, you know, a yeah. player can come in and be like, man, you know, I idolized this guy growing up, and now I'm wearing his jersey number. Yeah. This is amazing. You know, that it's that aspect of I passing get that point. Like, I get that point. And sure. I get the point of what happens when you run out of numbers. But I don't think he retired every single like that person has to be spectacular, like Manning level, Brady level as far as your retirement. Because if I say for basketball, if I say the number twenty three, who you think of? Most people think of LeBron James. Either LeBron or Michael Jordan. You don't think of It's Michael Jordan. Nobody yeah, thinks of Michael LeBron Jordan. with twenty three. Yeah. But like that's what I'm saying. So like Kobe, you know, people think you say twenty four or eight, uh, depending on what year of Kobe you're thinking of, you say Kobe. Um No, I, I mean I get both sides, <clears throat> but I just think it's cool that, you know, Michael Irvin is, you know, a Hall of Famer and he's like, I want my number on the field. I want players to wear that number. I'm yeah. going to get my recognition for everything I gave to the game of football and that franchise every single Sunday when that player makes a catch. Even if he goes like one for six, that one catch, they're going to be like, whoa, wow, that was really nice. Look at Michael Irvin. And then the other six, and they're going to be like, oh, you know, should have got it. No, I, like I said, I, I, that's I, my point. I can that's see the counter argument. All right, you ready to go on these game picks? Let's get ready to rumble. Before we get into these game picks, Taylor, can you bring up what we have? We didn't pick the games this last week, guys. We apologize. We're trying. We might be doing Tuesdays at seven, uh, Wednesdays. We don't know. We're we're still on the talks. We'll let you guys know. Uh, when do you want to do it, Taylor? Just let's get the iron. You want to do it on Tuesdays? We'll do it on Tuesdays. That way, we're the All idea right. behind switching it up is so after Monday, that's the last game of the NFL schedule. And that's two days after the college football games have been played. So that way we're not waiting an entire week to talk about the games. And the AP and have it a week comes out on Tuesday. So. Yep. so we're right there. Once all the games have finished, then we'll be able to talk about fresh stuff rather than waiting a whole week. And then you guys are like, didn't ESPN no, no, already no, no. cover that? Yeah. So. All right, so that's Tuesdays the at 7. Uh, while he pulls this up, guys, I do want to remind you, all those listening at home, make sure you hit uh, the follow button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and make sure you hit the uh, little bell uh, right there for you to make sure you know when we go live. And if you're listening from Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button uh, and share it to your, you know, your peers. Let, let them know about us. You know. Um, other than that, we do thank you guys for all who are listening and uh, show up every week. Um, if you're listening from Spotify, again, this is a pre-recorded show. Not pre-recorded, but it's live. And then usually about an hour later, it does go on Spotify. So you're always an hour behind. So if you don't want to listen on Spotify, come over to YouTube when we're live and chat it up in the comments. All right. You got the uh, you got what we have right now for our bet? Yep. So far, I'm leading with 11. And you are right behind me with 8. Ooh. 
All right, so I got I got to play catch up because we're starting to we're starting to dwindle out in the season here. I'm running out of uh, makeup. You're time, playing so. catch up, and I'm playing mustard. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna start with uh, tomorrow's or yeah, tomorrow's games. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You know, heads up. Uh, the Bills versus the Lions. I'm going Lions. Ooh, I'm taking Bills. I was like, man, please, please tell me that picks the Lions. <laughs> I'm going Bills. I need to catch up, so I'm glad you took the Lions. <laughs> All right, make it nine to eleven. I'm just kidding. Um, the Cowboys versus the Giants, both seven and three. Cowboys. Going Cowboys as well. Uh, I think the Giants uh, are starting to fizzle out, so I'm gonna go Cowboys. Unfortunately. Um. Why are these teams? Uh, last thir- uh, Thanksgiving game, uh, Patriots versus the Vikings. Vikings. Vikings as well for me. Uh, I'm not trying to give you too much of a lead here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got the Broncos versus the Panthers. Panthers. Mm, you don't want to ride, man? Broncos country, let's ride. He ain't riding nowhere with that. Sam Darnold. I'm gonna go, go with the, I'm gonna go with the Broncos here. I'll take the split. I'm gonna trust Russell Wilson to help me catch up. All right, uh, we have the Buccaneers versus the Browns. Buccaneers versus the Browns. Is this the day that Deshaun Watson makes his comeback? No, next week. Deshaun Watson can practice. He can practice this week. Buccaneers. All right, uh, I'm going to go, uh, man, Tom Brady has not looked good. The last two games he has. No, not since he's divorced. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Buccaneers. Just take that. Shocker, Brandon follows the leader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Ravens versus Jags. Ravens. Wait, I don't follow the leader. That's why I'm losing. Maybe you should. All right. Maybe I'm, I'm going Ravens as well. Look at that. We have the Texans versus the Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. We have the Bears versus the Jets. I'm taking the Bears. I think that's how we should do it. Every other game, you give the first answer, and then the next one I give it. That way it's not like, oh, i got to follow him. Well, I already me. pretty, I already pretty meditated who I'm picking. Like some of these are give me games, like, but I'm taking the Bears here because I think Justin Fields has been playing pretty good. I got the Jets because I'm pretty sure Justin Fields is hurt. He is, but it is. shoulder with a torn uh, uh, ligament or something. Uh, he can still run, so that's all. I'm... <laughs> all right, um, we got the the Bengals versus the Titans. So this is going to be a toss up right here. Bengals. They're taking the Bengals. I'm taking the. I'm taking the. I think Titans. Jamar Chase was slated to practice, so mm-hmm. he might he might play. I'm taking the Titans. All right. Uh, then we have the Falcons versus uh, the Commanders. Falcons. Taking the Commanders. Oh, I think dang, I forgot Wentz isn't playing anymore. Dang it. Yeah. And uh, Kyle Pitts is out for the season. I so, forgot. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. All right. Then we got the Cardinals versus the Chargers. 
Cardinals. I'm going to take Chargers here. Ah, Chargers. Dang it. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be joking around like that. If you're... <laughs> All right. Um, the Seahawks versus the Raiders. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Seahawks. All right. We'll, we'll tie there. We can tie. We don't have to disagree on every single one. I'm going to go with Seahawks. <clears throat> Give me the Raiders. Oh, come on. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. All right. You got it, buddy. <laughs> the Rams <laughs> versus the Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. I'm going to go Chiefs as well. That's going to be painful, Stafford's man. Out. Yeah, Stafford. He is our only third-string quarterback, so that's going to Yeah. Woo-hoo. If only you had a first-round pick, you know, you replace that quarterback. All right. Uh, we have the Saints versus the 49ers. 49ers. I'm going 49ers as well. Do you see James Winston's comments uh, saying he never seen an injury make you lose a starting job? Yes, I did see that, and I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, it's not like he was happens right. literally all the time. First yeah. off, uh, I'm gonna go 49ers as well, uh, and then we have the Eagles versus Green Bay. Packers. Okay, I'm going Philly. Let me take Packers. Um, and then we have the Steelers versus the Colts. Colts, you know my deal. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colts as well. I think the Steelers are just bad. So. All right, we are locked in. All right. That is our game picks, guys. Again, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time is when we will be going live and uploading videos to Spotify and all that. And if you're trying to go see our past episodes uh you're gonna have to scroll over to the live section on youtube we've had a couple again we've had a couple people go hey we don't see your content it's because not your videos it's under live because we're doing all this live we don't edit or anything like that it's all it's all raw footage so uh again just scroll over to live and you'll see our past broadcasts there if you'd like to rewatch them uh i am brandon and this is taylor and thank you guys for watching See you guys next Tuesday, and have a great, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, make sure you eat it with your family. And, uh... <laughs> See ya! <laughs> Alright, guys. 21. 21.